a Podcast One production. So it's eight o'clock on a uh, Saturday night and we're making new wipes um, from old flannel shirts, which is something that I read that you could do on the internet and you look and sound particularly enthusiastic. Mm. My husband Nick and I are sitting on the lounge room floor, nursing beers while we do our latest zero-waste craft project. You just assumed that some of my old flannies were totally fine for ripping to make baby ass wipes without even asking. I've just secretly been storing things behind the washing machine that I don't like of yours. <laughs> this is Zero Waste Baby. Zero Waste Baby. I'm Veronica Milsom. I'm a former radio host on cool youth broadcaster Triple J. I used to spend my days telling stories about being wasted. Now I spend my days telling stories about being wasteful. Why the big change? Because right now I'm attempting to save the planet by raising my newborn Zoe without using any of the wonderfully convenient disposables I've come to know and love while raising my first kid, Lila. Oh, and I can't use anything new either. It's a bit like that marriage thing. What is it? Something borrowed, something blue. But instead, nothing disposable, nothing new. And just like a new marriage... The honeymoon period of this zero waste crusade hasn't lasted long either. It's been an emotional roller coaster of proud ups and tired downs. It's around 2.30, she's wet. I wonder if there's like a position that you can put her in so that it like, if she ever rolls to her side, that's when it all just smudges out. Um, but... Because this whole zero waste thing is exhausting. And I'm pretty sure it's exactly why most people don't do it. Because frankly, keeping a newborn baby alive and happy while holding onto your sanity is hard enough as it is. But on the other hand, anytime I doubt whether all the nappy folding, washing and exhaustion is worth it, I look in our big red bin and I give myself a high five at all the landfill I've avoided. And I do feel like maybe I am helping to leave a better world for Lila and Zoe in some small way. So the next part of my mission is to learn how to make my own baby products from scratch so I can avoid buying them and also having to throw out the plastic containers they came in. So to start off with, I defer to the man in my life who knows a thing or two about skincare and has a true appreciation for soaps in particular. My dad, Big Mill. You can't go past a market stall that has soaps without getting like 10. That's not true. I don't think I've ever got as few as 10. Some people collect stamps, others collect soap. No judgement. So, Dad, what type of baby products did you use on me when I was a baby? We had special shampoo and special baby soap yeah. and vas for when you had chafe. Other than that, I've got no idea. I know you're a big fan of vas because remember when I was, like, 12 and I slipped over on the street and um, my knee went into a grate and um, I was stuck... And your solution was to, like, vass up my knee and so I could slither out. Yeah, and it worked. Yeah, you vassed me up and I slipped out of there. <laughs> and I've always known you're a big Vaseline guy. I did it to next door's dog got stuck in the wine rack last week. <laughs> so weird. I love that he's the sort of guy that the neighbourhood turns to for problems like that. But I'm keen to hear Dad's thoughts on the idea of homemaking baby products. And my inkling is that he'll be into it because he loves 
scheming, you know, and getting people on board with schemes. Big Mills baby products. <laughs> I love that you're constantly thinking about if there's money in things. Remember when you wanted me to be a professional golfer uh, and you got made me get golfing lessons just because you thought that I could be the next big thing and earn you heaps of cash? It was a waste of money, yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so if I... If I made a baby product or, like, if I start to make um, fully human products uh, for adults, would you try it? Could I get it for free? Yeah. I will make it for you for free. Okay. In that case, I'll definitely try it. And just like that, I've got my first consenting customer. Zoe being my first non-consenting customer. But as much as I value Big Mill's opinion, or at least mocking it, I need to find a real expert, one who can be my inspiration in this new DIY baby products business that I'm about to create for my kitchen. Surely the best people to go to are the ones that do this and provide pastel-toned photographic evidence of it. The pillars of our society, the tastemakers of the 21st century, influencers. I think I'm just going to go through a couple items that I use that is completely plastic-free. I'm going to take you to my pantry and show you one of my favourite plastic-free hacks. Things I don't buy anymore thanks to Zero Waste Living. Zero Waste Police will tell you, you know, you're doing zero waste wrong, you have to do it this way. And I'm hoping that by endlessly just scrolling through their feeds, some of their zero waste energy will magically seep into my veins and that I too will have a perfectly minimalist life with great skin and a cuter baby who mysteriously keeps white clothes clean. And if one person makes a difference, then two people make a difference, then three people make a difference, everybody counts. But I think for this to work, I'll need to meet an influencer IRL, as they say, so I can really learn the secret of their ways and get a one-on-one lesson in making my own baby products. And one influencer whose feed and life I scroll through for far too long during midnight feeds. I'm going to show a recipe that's to do with food waste and also to make a beauty product. Is an Australian woman with the handle rocket underscore science. Why? Because that's what she used to do for work. Anita Van Dyke is a mum, a zero-waste influencer and author, a former rocket scientist and aerospace engineer, and now she's... I'm a medical student as well, so I'm a final year medical student, so I've been in lectures all morning. (laughs) Oh, okay, overachiever. People always look at my accolades, you know, being a rocket scientist, author, doctor, mother, and I just think, actually, in real life, I'm just pretty boring. See, only someone that perfect would pretend to be boring. So far, I've only met her on Zoom, but I got to see her in real life to find out if she's the real deal, you know? Or if she's just like me and her house just has heaps of junk shoved under the stairs. So I asked her if I could come to her house for a quick chat, fully expecting she'll say no, because once I see where she lives and how she lives, I could expose her as a fraudulent zero waster. To my surprise, she said she'd love to have me over for a cuppa. Haha. She's passed the first test, but still, I have to get my wits about me just in case her elaborate trickery also involves a house which is a set and a husband and a baby who are actors. I've seen The Truman Show. I know how these things work. Or maybe I'm just sleep deprived. Anyway, so I rock up to her apartment and she opens the door. She looks immaculate. She's the sort of person who just casually wears a white woolen coat, as she is now, and doesn't even need to worry about spilling barbecue sauce on it because that just doesn't happen in her world. And her home. It's light and airy. All the cushions on her unstained couch are perfectly positioned. Oh, 
I love this. This is my trash command station, right? <laughs> so we have soft plastics because it's inevitable that something comes in soft plastics. Right. Then we have our recycling, and this is our landfill bin, oh, which it's is tiny. It's tiny oh, for it's a cute. reason, yes. and it's usually empty. So that's oh, great. God, that's amazing. And then I know from reading her book. She wasn't always such a diligent zero waster. So I wasn't always like this. Oh. I know I just said that, but please go on. What's your backstory? So I went through this stage of consuming more excess, you know, wearing the latest designer shoes, all that stuff, and none of it made me happy. None of it made me happy, so I had to literally strip back to the bare essentials and figure out what I wanted to do with my life and actually what makes me happy. And now that I know the effects of plastic in our oceans, plastic in our landfill and waste that's all around us, I can't unsee it. Mm. So that's actually been the hardest thing, not actually doing, implementing the systems or actually living a zero waste life. It's actually being more aware of the world around me. I see her point, especially about the latest designer shoes making you unhappy. The only ones I ever owned were Dior peep toes and they made me really sad because they were really expensive and they made me look like I had pig's trotters. True story. But back to the real reason we're here. Anita has no commercial products in her home, right? So no spray and wipe, any of that stuff you buy at supermarkets. And that's because she makes her own and heaps of the stuff she gets is from bulk food stores. Not like Costco. Like I mean those shops called The Source that have self-serve troughs. Like the lolly bag ones at the movies. So she home makes a bunch of the products she uses, including baby products like nappy rash cream. You can make... Body wash, hand wash, dilute to wash your dishes, laundry, mop the floor with it, wash the dog with it. Like possible. What does it smell like? It smells like nothing. Oh. You can get a fragrance-free one. I'm starting to think maybe she is the real deal, an influencer who's telling the truth. So I ask her in a completely not awkward way. Will you be like my official inspo? Okay, just for the record, I would never usually say the word inspo, but I'm all sweaty and nervous. She's actually the first person I've ever met from the internet and chilled with IRL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> has anybody ever asked you that before? No, but someone has said to me, you're my girl crush, so I'll take oh it. Oh, my gosh, well, I wouldn't go that far, <laughs> but maybe I will as we get to know each other. <laughs> I'm lying right to her face. She is my girl crush, but I can't let her know. It would be too weird at the moment. Anyway, the important thing is that she's agreeing to be my zero-waste Mr Miyagi. We walk to Anita's pantry, which, may I say, is perfectly ordered. And no surprise, there's no plastic or packaging in sight. What you need is... Everything's in jars. Okay. Yeah, Just look. open the cupboard. Yeah. And it's all been jarred up. Yeah, the most important jar is gin, of course. <laughs> oh, so. my God. Wow, I've really been ripping through the gin. <laughs> Well, well, now that you can. Yeah. Well, I know I probably shouldn't. I lie to the doctor when we do a checkup. Well, they don't want to hear that you've been drinking. <laughs> like, it's just one drink a night. Oh, well, that's fine. I know, that's a weird thing to admit to someone you've just met, especially someone who is pretty much a doctor herself. But what can I say? There's a lot of nervous energy in the room. For the record, though, it is only one drink and I time it perfectly with breastfeeding. Don't judge me. Would you prefer I just wasted the gin? Zero waste, guys. Okay, so Anita's taking me through my first homemade products cooking lesson and she gets out her book, A Zero Waste Life in 30 Days, so we can follow one of her recipes. Did you just make this up? Yes, I did. So it's a variation of uh, And I guess you're a doctor, so we know it's not going to be no. bad for you or weird. No, it's not going to be bad or weird and I've tested it on so many people. <laughs> that... <laughs> That's <a> human testing. <laughs> yeah. 
I contemplate telling her about a great recipe for plus sausage rolls that I know off the top of my head, but then I decide no one should ever make that again. So we're making baby moisturiser. But unlike my plus sausage roll, it will not be made from actual baby parts. It's a moisturiser for babies. Anita's lined up a bunch of little jars on her bench top. We're making the cocoa butter, olive oil and coconut moisturiser. Um, so half a cup of olive oil, which is in here. Mm-hmm. All right, we get that. And then we get quarter of a cup of coconut oil. So we fill this bag yeah, oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're filling up the oil and yeah. we're about to... Um, Gosh, this is quite a lot of oil, actually. But, I mean, this is... This makes it, like, you know, it lasts six months, so... Oh, okay, cool. This is feeling a lot like a low-budget cooking show, which I love, and it smells so good that I want to eat the cream instead of baste my baby with it. So at one point, when Anita looks away... I'll see if I have any beeswax. I contemplate eating it, but I don't. As well. Then you put it in a pot to heat it all up, mm-hmm. and then it boils all up and it all melts down. Once it all melts down, then you pour it into a jar of your choice, mm-hmm. and you can add some essential oils. But for babies, you want it to be fragrance-free, so you don't need to do that. Okay. Yeah. On, like, babies being fragrance-free, mm. I remembered babies being really beautiful smelling, mm. but I'd forgotten about how they kind of smell rank sometimes. <laughs> like, um, the belly button, disgusting, oh, yeah. initially. Yeah. Then that goes, and you're like, oh, great. But yeah. then you forget about how the milk gets caught in all their rolls. And yeah. you just constantly. I'm like, oh, my God, I just bathed you and you've spewed in your neck again. <laughs> oh, she's complaining. Yes, we're talking about your stinky neck rolls. Again, I can't stress enough, there was a lot of nervous energy in the kitchen. I did not expect to be chatting about smelly neck fat this afternoon. So when we're finished, I leave Anita's apartment with a doggy bag full of homemade cosmetics and some newfound inspiration on how I can save the world from even more baby-related waste. So I get home, put on an apron, and start making myself some baby cream. Okay. So I've got all the ingredients here. Then my own body cream, then my own face cream, and then I double and triple the batches to make some for my dad too. I've started to transform our kitchen into a laboratory and Nick, my husband, walks in on me mixing exotic oils to make my eco-potions. Just mash it up. I'm not making dessert. No, (laughs) no, I'm not making dessert. I'm making my own products, like face moisturiser, so I don't have to buy it anymore. For the podcast, but all this stuff has packaging. Yes, it does. But what else am I supposed to do? I can't literally go to get some beeswax from a beehive. I guess so. Admittedly, a huge downside is that it's pretty expensive to start off this thing, which is crazy. Squeezing oil out of almonds can't be that hard. And, like, I love bees, but they really need to make their wax more affordable. I'm all for doing right by the environment, but this feels, this just feels like a bridge too far for me. (laughs) I don't think so. Like, what would Craig say about this? He just, he just tisk tisk, surely. Probably. I go to bed smothered in my homemade beauty concoctions. But the next morning, I wake up to a harsh reality when Nick, instead of commenting on my glowing skin, he says this. So can you just say what you said again now that I'm recording? Um, I said, you've got, what's wrong with your eye? Because you've got that crazy (laughs) eye you get when you stress. I didn't know if it was that obvious because I am sort of bumpy underneath this one eye and it's incredibly puffy. Okay. It appears I've had some sort of reaction to my house blend cream. 
I did think I looked a bit strange in the mirror this morning. It feels really swollen and I'm 99% sure it's because of that product that I've been making. (laughs) And I think I... Well, I mean, that... (laughs) Look... There's not really much you can say about that other than you're suffering for the planet. I mean, I reckon I can probably just cover it up with some makeup anyway. That you're making yourself. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, it's a flaw to the system. <laughs> How can this have happened? Anita's skin looked so flawless when I met her. But after a thorough investigation, as in I looked back at Anita's recipe, I realised I had gotten cocky from my one-on-one lesson with her and strayed from the recommended proportions. Okay, basically I'd been getting way overzealous with the essential oils. Apparently one drop really means that. So I guess my homemade product making skills are definitely not gonna make me a zero waste influencer. And my overall transformation into an earthly, eco-friendly mum is gonna take a little more time than I'd hoped. But I suppose it's understandable seeing I'm trying to change habits of a lifetime. In the meantime, better get in touch with dad. It looks like Big Mill's baby products isn't going to really take off. Hello. So, Dad, the product that I've sent you, which is in the post, I have bad news about it. Mm. I've done something wrong in the concoction and it made me look like I had a wild, puffy, crazy eye. And um, I just have to warn you against using it. But I've already used it. It arrived earlier than the thought and um, I was cleaning under my arms with it because I thought that's what it was for. And now I can't put my arms... What is it? Now I can't put my arms down because under my arms are so swollen. So my arms are 45 <laughs> degrees to my Why body. Why didn't you tell me? Well, I just... <laughs> oh, I just God, I'm so sorry. I didn't want to tell you because I knew you'd be upset and... Well, I didn't say it was good. I just didn't say anything. <laughs> Other than that, it's okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> but your mother, she's happy to oh. treat me. That's all right. That's very nice of you not to have said anything. I partly blame myself. But I mostly blame Australia Post for sending my packages too quickly before I've had a chance to warn people against opening them. Consider that an official complaint, Australia Post, but also, sorry, Big Mill. Coming up next episode, after all the stress of reusable nappies, I learn how to get rid of nappies altogether and just learn how to catch poo instead. You know, honestly, I can tell you now, I can make a bet with you that the first poo that you catch, you, you'll never look back. You'll you'll be convinced from that point onwards that this is a good idea. That's next week on Zero Waste Baby. And if you hit subscribe on this podcast, then you'll get a free notification every time I release a new episode. And while I still have you, if you liked it, please give it five stars and recommend it to a friend. If you didn't like it, don't say anything. Zero Waste Baby was written and presented by Veronica Milsom and produced in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Script consultation and original music by James Milsom, my brother. Editing assistance by Lindsay Green and audio production by Darcy Thompson. Jennifer Goggin was the executive producer. Also, she helped to write this. Also, she edited it. She did a lot of the things and she's put a gun to my head. She's making me say this. 